Oh, cool. Oh, shit, Caleb, you're growing some hair. Bam, Caleb has hair. <laughs> Just like that. Just a little bit. Uh, can, I'm, I'm a save of fasting for next week, possibly. Have a weigh-in on the 31st of August. <clears throat> weigh-in for what? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you weighing in for? Oh, where are you, Blade? You at the gym? No, nah, this is my garage. Oh, that's my, nice. Uh, my daughter has a had a well-built fort. And that was where I was in last time was her playroom. I ain't feel like I ain't, I ain't have it in me to break it down. Uh, how do you feel about the forts? Uh, for, uh, God, I have a love hate relationship with the forts. <laughs> I have a love. My, my boys build a fort and then take all their toys and then dump them out in the fort. And it's yeah, like, y- yeah, it's, it's like they want to move their bedroom into the fort. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Yes, it, they do try to kind of finesse it into being a little bit longer and longer and longer into something. Um, oh. I, I like it just because of the little engineering aspect. Yeah. Like, man, she built like this fucking bridge out of Jenga blocks. Um, like that was put put together two benches. I was like, yeah. dang, I took a picture and everything. I was very proud of it. So when she when she wants to do little stuff like that. You know, pretty much anything that's not a iPad or a phone or the TV. Yes, I hear you. I I, I do I do roll my eyes though because she'll try to keep the fort up for a couple of days, but she just built this damn fort last night, and so I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. Oh shoot, was I supposed to email this to you? You were, but look, I emailed it to myself. Oh, you the man. Like, Sorry. E- emailed it to myself. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to joke. I was dilly dallying around, uh, this morning. I, um, someone sent me a link to, um, the Candace Owens Instagram account. Okay. And then I just got lost in there. Hey. Got, it, it's so, it was so, so disrespectful. I, I, I seriously apologize. I'm, I am a jackass for doing that. <laughs> it's all good, bro. So originally I had sent you this video for us to do a breakdown on and um in the in the original version i just sent it in a text caleb the lady you could actually see that the lady was naked <laughs> and since then i can't find that video anymore they got her all blurred out what's what's weird i can't find the video like if I can't I find our whole thread. I think I fucked yeah. it up because I got a new phone and I switched Apple IDs because my iCloud was full on one. So I started a new Apple ID and it, it's, it's completely screwed up my shit. But I don't think that would mess up my end. Like that's, the I, I know part. if I hadn't looked at it myself, yeah. I would have thought, man, I said I'm bullshit. He didn't send me no damn, right. <laughs> he didn't send me no right. damn video. Right. But I, I synced it. Yes. <laughs> and, but, oh, well. Bizarre. It, it does. It does make it more like like you can use your imagination when something's blurred out, but when it's not blurred, you're like it makes it more. Whoa, is this happening right now? Uh, there, there's a there. There is a a shitload going on in this video. Um, should I run it, Caleb, or do you want to run it? I can run it. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you first, I just want to tell you, we'll, we'll watch the video first, you guys. And I'm not going to tell you what I see so that you guys can have an unbiased view. 
And um, but but the one thing that I need to tell you is that the lady who's blurred out, I think she does have clothes on. I think she has a pair of shorts on, but they're pulled down past her butt and her vagina. And then she's completely naked on the top, as I remember. So that's the one thing that Blade and I saw originally that you're not going to get to see um, in this video. Okay. Uh, action. Oh, and for, oh, so, so, so sorry. One more thing, just so you guys uh, know. So I um, have uh, over the last, uh, I don't know, year uh, befriended Blade uh, first through a mutual friend and Instagram. And then we exchanged phone numbers. And then I think we FaceTime a few times. And so we built this friendship. And then I saw a video last week and I said, hey, do you want to come on and talk about it? And he said, absolutely. And then like from the heavens, within 24 hours of us getting off the uh, – call i got another video and i was like oh shit blade and i gotta talk about this one too <laughs> this is this is crazy and and i actually think that this this is doing a service because um blade is a very tempered uh man of of, of high moral values and ethics and i am a uh at, at, by any means fucking keep anyone dangerous away from my kids and so he he's he talks a little bit of sense into me so i think it's a good uh service um for you guys to see okay action oh, oh and i don't know what city sorry one more thing i don't know what city this is cpd chicago police department i think it's chicago okay yeah that's what i looked up when i found this version okay So uh, what I see is she's even barefoot. What I see is somehow this cop has stopped in the middle of a four-way um, intersection that has a stoplight in what's a looks, – looks like a suburb, a pr pretty busy active intersection, um, single lane back and forth. It looks like it's a residential area, the kind of place where like there might be like, I don't know, stores on the bottom, like little markets and stuff. Um, and a overweight, uh, police officer who's older, uh, maybe he's 60 wearing a bulletproof vest. I'm guessing, um, he gets out of his car to talk to someone probably to clear her out of the intersection. We'll hear blaze taking a second and somehow he gets on the wrong side of his car. Uh, wrong side of the door. She, she, she's she's right ad adjacent to the door. She opens the car door and she gets in the car and he yells at her a handful of times, get the fuck out of the car. Uh, but she still gets in while he's holding her arm and uh, she drives off in reverse and how he doesn't get killed is beyond me. He gets knocked down and 
he can't even get up and his life is immediately in danger because now the car she if, <coughs> if she would have turned the steering wheel to the left she could have just run him over and then oh, uh yeah. by, bystanders run out into the street uh to to tend to him I mean, look at that. Pause right there. Look at that. That part is scary right there, right? Where she's like, now she's there. She's now 15 feet. She's now in the car, control of this vehicle, 15 feet pointed almost directly at him. All, all she has to do is swerve to the left, and he's a speed bump. Uh, my immediate feeling is, is that he should have like maybe grabbed her by the hair uh, and just immediately yanked her out of the car or he should have escalated it super quickly. And the reason why is for me getting into a, a, a crazy person getting into a car. And, and I say she's crazy because she's fighting with a cop. I think anyone fighting with a cop is you have to kind of assume that they're crazy and she's naked and she uh, um, she's stealing a cop car. That's pretty insane. But I, I have to say that a car is equal to taking the gun from a police officer and there's clearly bystanders everywhere so at that point if you're trying to protect the public it, it turns into a malcolm x situation by any means necessary well and um one thing about your take i'd like to add so you said once she started getting in the car he should have escalated it quickly and i i agree with that there's actually a term for that um might not be verbatim how, what i'm about to say but it's like swift violent action just to, to avoid further conflict like so she opened the car door and he should have just exploded on her yeah so so you know he's trying to be calm talking on the radio talking to her at the same time multitasking he's probably a probably a, a 15 out of 100 oh yeah she's she's approaching me probably as she starts walking towards him probably elevates to like a a 40 but she's not she's not posturing or anything yeah so she's once, super calm she's super calm it, exactly well once once and he clearly <laughs> will go in this one when you watch the video, but he clearly doesn't want to touch her, right? You know? <laughs> right, like, Ooh, because she got she got her breasts are like fully exposed, exposed, <laughs> and her vagina and 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 her butt are fully exposed, and she's a woman, right? And, and uh, we don't. I I could almost. There's a saying, I can smell that picture. Like when you look at a certain picture, like I I could almost smell the video. And what, what what do you mean? She she has alcohol on her breath, and yeah, yeah, and, and you can see the gaze in her eyes, and exactly like there's some there's some kind of something on board. Whether it's she hasn't showered in so long, you don't know how long she's been out and about, like mustiness, the alcohol, whatever the the breath as she gets closer, things like the that. mental illness from maybe the the meds she's on. Her breath and her mouth are all fucked up and dry, and yep, and then. And then the part where she where it's clear what she's trying to do with the with the car, that's when you go from whatever number you were at, 10, 20, 30, to, a, to not a hundred, probably because that's that's skull busting on the ground, but to the instant action, you know, 80, 90 to get, let her know, hey, I'm here, we're done playing this game. That's that, that's a wrap. And Blade, how about the situational awareness when he grabs her? Can we look one more time, Caleb? He grabs her through the car window, which puts him at a significant uh, disadvantage. He needed to get that arm around the car door, right? Now she, I mean, well, okay, let's even go back further. How about right here? How about right here? I showed this to uh, uh, another police officer last night who was at my house watching the fights, and he says he has a policy that every time he gets out of his car, you take your keys out. You never mm. leave your key in the car. 
And he so says when this- he sees rookies, when he sees rookies address someone uh, who who um, get uh, who leave their keys in the car, he'll sneak over there, and when they're not paying attention, he'll drive away in their car, and then he'll call them on the private radio channel. It, he'll wait till they turn around and see their cars missing, and then he'll call them on the private radio channel and be like, "Let the person go." Give them a verbal warning and walk back two blocks where I'm parked. And he says he just scolds the shit out of them. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good, I'm right? Just, I'm just going through trying to live the oh shit feeling when they don't know that he took it and they go back to their car to get their sight book or whatever it may be. Or if they did give the person a warning and they turn and see, woo, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that's something. But uh, <laughs> what about um, taking the keys out of the car every time you stop? Is that is that good policy? Because I guess on the other hand is, is if you need to take off quickly, you lose a few seconds having to find your keys and start the car again. Right. So I'd, I'd imagine that. So a lot of policies nowadays, they're preventative. But I but but a lot of policies were probably written originally because something happened. I always like to wonder, like, what? What laws or what policies or what rules were put in a place to be preventative and which ones are reactive? And that sounds like possibly a reactive one where like somebody's car got yanked. Like, oh, like this one, like this, yeah. like after this, Chicago PD puts out a, a, a statement to all their officers. No, you know what this is? Um, I'm not I don't work for the company or I don't even know. I don't remember who sells it, but there's something called Secure Idle that we have. And, and we showed our sergeant showed videos like this to get it in our cars you turn you could turn your thing turn the keys off all that and then the car's still on even though your keys are on. a lot of canine cars have them like if somebody's a canine and their car's kind of newer hold on one second oh you should have paid your electricity now so (laughs) this this lights like a motion sensor oh yes i have a suv parked right here in front of it so like every 25, 30 minutes, I'll just get up and wave real quick. We'll but, know uh, when the show's running too long when the lights go <laughs> off three times. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, secure idle is what we do. But for, for me, my car doesn't have secure idle. I have a little carabiner that I keep on my tack vest right here. And so I get out and just leave the keys in the car and it running. But it's like it's like clockwork. When I get out the car, boom, parking brake, lock. And I'll even hit it twice and then close it, close the door. So then when I come back, I just unlock it real quick with my spare key. Oh, with your spare. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. I have a, I have a spare key on on a carabiner on my vest and then, uh, my regular keys that have the keys to all the lockers and the sales and all that stuff like that. Which is the same thing. It gives you the same effect of taking your key out of the car. Yeah. Some people do. They'll just leave it in the car unlocked and hope not to. Get your car yanked. Does it take forever for like the computers in your car to boot up? Because I've heard that because maybe because the computer or the car is too old, they don't shut off their car because it takes forever to turn back this turn the system back on. In the older cars, definitely. Okay. Like, or depending on the weather, you know, you don't want to turn your car off if it's too hot, and so you put your AC on and you point the thing to the back of the computer, so it doesn't overheat and blast out on you. But yeah, that, that's definitely a factor as well. But yes, I, I would say some people, you know, some people just leave their shit unlocked, leave it on and never gotten their car stolen. And then until they do, I guess, and then that and then that's a wrap. So yeah, secure idle or locking your stuff in. 
Uh, Blade, but uh, there's a lot to break down here, but let's address what Jessica Valenzuela said. And I think I, I put a lot of blame on what's happened to the villainization of police officers uh, in the last uh, two years to what she's about to say. I want to say something. There's there's a viral video going around right now where um, uh, Dana White is saying that he only had 10 years to live. And he saw this this guy, and this guy completely changed his lifestyle. And Dana lost thirty pounds, and his skin color came back. You know, he's not red anymore; he's white now. And um, it, it, recently, this guy's come out and said something that I've said a thousand times on the show: that the third leading cause of death in the United States is medical error. And I use that word "error" very loosely. Is it's medical? Maybe it's negligence, medical, uh, um, whatever you want to put in there. Um. My point being is, is that this entire movement that was to villainize cops, I felt like the big statistic that they were using was is that 12 unarmed um, men with melanated skin, skin color that looks more like yours than mine, people who are more uh, um, have, a, have a, a biology that's uh, better prepares them for living closer to the equator than the poles. Um, because 12 of them were killed unarmed, that it started this massive movement. But if you contextualize that, to the hundreds of millions of stops that police officers, hundreds of millions of stops police officers make every year compared to the fact of how many people have died at the hands of going to a hospital. It, it, it's completely wackadoodle shit. It's completely and, – and, and, and the doctors aren't being put in harm's way. These men and women who are, who are making the stops are being put – put in harm's way so i i just like to contextualize that first my opinion not blades um but jessica valenzuela says this and i've heard this from a lot of police officers let's face it with everyone recording the minute he touches her bystanders are going to escalate it to unreasonable use of force that and that's my might be why he hesitated any, any uh, thoughts on that blade yeah so first off that that has a lot of merit, that sentence. Like, there there are some thoughts. There are times where people think, oh, shit, oh, shit, okay, do I want to touch it? Oh, I, I do not want to whoop this. Oh, I do not want to whoop this woman's ass in front of all these people. Like, naked, naked woman. Exactly. Mentally, me, oh, he, um, he beat up a poor, mentally ill um, uh, b black woman. Naked. Yeah. And then um, that that's where, honestly, keeping your shit keeping yourself squared away, training, working out, whatever it may be that can make an, something like that swift, quick, and keep it moving helps. Because if you're on the same level as somebody in a fight, it's going to get drug out a lot longer and probably look a lot nastier. But if you show that you're squared away and superior in technique and strength and conditioning, whatever it may be, it's going to look a lot cleaner. So like like for like me against another thirty year old man in a fight who's evenly matched, there's gonna be bumps, bruises, all that. I'm gonna be jacked up. But if I'm wrestling around with my daughter, it's gonna look swift, clean. She, she's not even gonna get that injured. She's not even gonna be injured in the matter. You know, just moving around. So in a, in the thing like that, the reason I say that is if he had been able to outmatch her to a level that I feel he should have, or you're or the, uh, as much as I would have, it would have been, it would have been a lot quicker and swifter, like to the point where it wouldn't have even been uh, escalation or mob mentality.
Uh, Caleb, I just sent the I sent the wrong video. I sent the video. I sent the video in the comments. I meant to send it in private chat. Uh, could you set put play this play this one? Uh, we will get back to the naked woman. I want to ask um, Blade. This looks like some real training here. Uh, I I don't know what the incident is here, but um, are you talking about something more like this, where this guy this oh, um, this guy just handles his business uh, and 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 ends the situation? This is a police officer apprehending a suspect. It looks like it's in front of like a CVS or something. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. That's you can turn the volume handle- off. He throws the guy in the ground. See, look at the arm control. Boom. Yeah. Don't look at me. Controlling that shoulder. Look, swift, smooth, violent, act, uh, swift, violent action. That's what swift, violent, keep it moving. He didn't have to bust the dude's head in because he's just that much above. Even when he, quote, unquote, slammed him, if somebody would even describe it as that, he decelerated on the way down, kind of like how we're required to do in high school wrestling. You know, like. He, did, he didn't just make it rain. Look, boom, slight deceleration. Did it. shoulder look, boom. See, because it do with I think do would dislocated the shoulder if, if um, the officer wanted him to, especially right, when he right, especially when he braced like that. Um, uh, and, and, and 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 just so you know, bystanders, people, this lady here. Think how stupid this lady is here who walks by in the background. You are seeing two <laughs> men fight, and one of them has a gun. And you walk by. She's not even watching. Like, if you have to walk by any – let me just say this real quick as a public service message. If you have to walk by anyone with a gun, don't take your eyes off them. This is a, this is a piece of machinery um, that is used to stop human beings with uh, the, the maximum force possible. And you were watching a man, one man fight another man with a gun. She's not, she doesn't even look at them. Why did she even walk that close? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't understand what's wrong with people. It's like the people, it's like the people who at intersections who are waiting to cross the street and they're standing either right on the curb. It's like three girls standing on the corner. There's hundreds of cars making right-hand turns and they're standing. One girl's in the street. Two girls are standing on the curb and they're all looking at their cell phones. I'm like, you know, your parents made you right. And you're their fucking greatest possession and you're completely neglecting it. How about take five steps back? Mm Mm-hmm. And get up on the curb behind the telephone pole. So, if, like, if someone has a flat tire, or a blowout, the car doesn't swerve over and hit you. We gotta get uh, tornadoes see, from the gas station, dude. No, hey, if you see if you see two silverbacks fighting, you ain't just about to. Right. <laughs> like, you, you walking the you walking a long way on the other side of the street, or you I'm just wait on the car. You're like, I'll get my I'll get my big gulp later. She's not even. <laughs> she doesn't even look. She's seen. She, it's nuts. But oh. I want I want I want you to look at another thing. So in the in the beginning, homeboy in the red is put, putting up a little putting up some fight. That's the reason he had to be slammed in the first place. But when he realizes that this shit ain't going to work, this ain't the day and this officer's not the one. Look how fast the fight leaves him. So boom. He even tries to posture up a little bit. But right here he's like, "What the hell? Oh my goodness." Oh, this officer knows what he's doing. Oh, okay. All right, you know what? I'm done. I'm sorry. You can just go on, do what you got to do, handcuff me. Let's keep it moving. At this point right now, he's not even 
he's not flailing because he, he knows. Shock and awe, right? So actually, this guy's actually kept safe by being explosive to him so that he has to like be like, okay, this there's no fight here. If the public is kept safe, that guy's kept safe, and the officer's kept safe. Right. And, and that officer, when, when you know what you have, and what you have is kind of a term um, that we use. Um, so when you know that you have the legal grounds to do A, B, C, and D, like your flow chart is going well in your head, it allows you to act swiftly like this and act with confidence. Because if you don't know what you have, you might hesitate. And when you hesitate, that's when you get popped in the mouth. So this officer knew, it seems like he knew what, what whatever crime he had, the legal standing he had, he may have known the dude from past contacts, whatever it may be, but it allowed him to ramp up from zero to a hundred, however he felt necessary. You know, his, his dimmer switch was working really well. And so back to the original video, I don't know if officer didn't know what he had. I don't know if, it looks like he was probably there for a welfare check. I'd imagine when I see that, I see- Can you play that again, Caleb? What do you mean he was there for a welfare check? So, so welfare checks, a lot of times, not this one, I'm sorry, um, the original one that we were on. With the lady, the, the nude lady. Exa exactly. So th there's different types of calls that we get. Let me do this so I don't black out on you real quick. It's fine. I like it. It's like our timer. <laughs> All right. So, so there's different types of calls. And a, a welfare check is when you simply are checking on someone's welfare. It could end up, it could end up being a crime. It could be. Uh, she even mental. put her hand on him. You, you know, she's sweet yeah. talking him there, right there, right? She puts her hand gently on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> she knows how to deal with men. She's dealt with men. <laughs> yeah. And so he's probably there more so to check on her welfare than to do like hardcore enforcement action like, like yeah, they got it like soon as he sees nude he sees mental mental uh a mental issue yeah some, somebody called and probably was like he either rolled up on her or somebody called and was like hey there's somebody in the middle of the street naked screaming at passing cars or whatever it may be whatever somebody naked in the middle of the street probably do and so he's there and then when she gets up and approaches him, he, he clearly, clearly don't want to tell you, like, hey, get this damn woman off me. But right here, this where I'm, this where I'm and in it. So typically, you know, you wouldn't go like this, but he, he doesn't want to do that. You probably don't want to put his hand on her chest and push her away. But you got to do something because right now she's controlling. She's controlling the call. He's giving her orders, but she's controlling the situation. And so definitely right here, see, this is where, this is where you ramp it up however high you need to, to get her about the car, get her about the paint. Cause, cause let's give her some credit too. how in, I mean, look at that's a great place to stop it. He's in such a compromised position, but how, the fact that she has the wherewithal to start the car, to get away with only one arm is crazy. Mm -hmm. When somebody is, determined to do something it's harder than you think to stop him from doing it like a lot of times you think okay i'm stronger than this person i'm bigger than this person whatever it may be now when somebody's determined and we don't even know if she feels pain who knows he might be trying to do some kind of risk risk something eventually he might be trying to get a little wrist lock or some kind of pain compliance but either if somebody's not feeling their pain compliance or 
they're determined for their task. They they can fight through a fucking broken arm, dislocated elbow and shoulder, deal with the repercussions later. And she knows the streets. She's she's definitely not afraid of anything. She's not worried about going to jail or the fucking uh, pimp beating her or the drug dealer beating her up for not paying for her drugs. I mean, she's she, she's uh she she knows the streets. He might know the streets. She knows them better. And so right here is where right here is where you you got to be quick though. You, you just gotta you gotta make it happen. So he positioned himself in the door jam. You switch hands, switch your grip, whatever it may be, to get some leverage. Because it'd be a lot harder to operate the car from here than it is from here. From here, well, I'm okay. Let me go on if I can just fucking get my right arm. But from here, would it still be possible? Yeah, but it'd be a lot harder. And you're coming with me at that point. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you remember last week in the video when the lady got into the tussle with the guy? It was a positioning issue. Also, she was below. She was on the street, and he was six inches higher up on the curb. And we were both like, "Man, she, if you're going to pick a fight with someone, you want the high ground." And yeah. once again, this guy let the um, the person that he's talking to, the suspect, get in between him and the weapon, the car. Right. He, he he had he had bad positioning too. He he didn't have uh, wherewithal, situational awareness in the ring. Right, and then and and okay, you got you got caught off guard. It happens. Now this is where you got to deal with it. Preferably, would this ever happen? No, but it did. We're here. What are you going to do? This is where this is where training and keeping yourself squared away is important. So like. My my department's dope. Like we get, we got a cool ass got a cool ass gym. We get allotted workout time. You know wow. what I mean? Like it, yeah, yeah. And does everybody use it? No, but some people use it, and that's it, it, if I, I I tell people, especially when they're on my team, I'm like, hey, I I need you to be right because one one day I might be getting my ass whooped, and whoever's next. <laughs> Please, please be a plus one. Please don't be a minus one or divided by one. Just be, be a plus one because I'm 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 gonna need you there. Do you I'm know who Greg? You, Am- Do you know who Greg Amundsen is, Blade? Yeah, ain't he the self defense or defensive tactics uh, CrossFit dude? No, he's not. He's 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 the the original like like CrossFit one of the original CrossFit superstars. Oh, I'll get my he, people mixed up, but yeah. I, I, I know the name. He, he's he's a, he's a bald dude. He was a Santa Cruz County Sheriff, and uh, he used to train with Greg Glassman over at the gym. And I had him on the show, and he said that he got into a fight with a suspect one time and got beat up, and the next day just started taking jujitsu. He's like, that is never, ever, ever going to happen to me again. Yeah, and jujitsu. See, jujitsu is dope because so my, my background is more of wrestling, which is better than nothing. It's actually really good. It's a good tool to have. But in those guys are currently taking over the jujitsu scene, by the way, all the grapplers who are coming, the division one grapplers who are coming. I mean, they're, they're, they're handling their business. Yeah. Well, in wrestling, quite often you turn your ability and strength into offense and domination. But the element I like about jujitsu is you also learn how to turn defense into offense. And that just that, that element is so cool. Like whether you need to buy time or completely reverse the situation. Because, yeah, when you're wrestling for points, you don't want to be on your back. But let's face it, there may be a time where you're on your back. And rather than being a fucking turtle, 
like, oh shit, what do I do? I'm used to just owning the situation. You learn how to, you learn how to be a G about it and just boom, okay, let, let me be calm. Cause I know in jujitsu, a lot of it's about, about like cool, calm. It's like fucking wrestling. If, you, if you're against somebody in jujitsu who knows how to roll and you don't know what you're doing, it's like wrestling a fucking snake. You know, there's always something like how the, how the fuck, you know, I'm up here, how the hell did he get this? Or you think you're, you, you think you're whooping the ass until you're not. Well, I, I tell people too, um, a jujitsu practitioner on his back with his legs up in the air and you're on top of him, you are not safe. Right. It, it, and, and, and to have daughters in today's society and at least not consider putting them in jujitsu, I mean, uh, that's the last place you want your daughter to be is on her back with her legs in the air. But if she's been doing jujitsu for five years, fuck, you better pray for the guy who's on top of her. Right. Because they're fucking deadly from the bottom with their legs up in the air. I'm speaking from experience with this, not as far as getting in a fight with somebody in jujitsu, but when I'm, when I'm training and I have, you know, I tend to bring people in. Like I, I work out, I'm actually working out before shift today. When I, when I work out before shift and I have somebody working out with me, right when we, right when we start getting that, that tired point, I'll yell out, Hey, remember there's, there's somebody right now whose main goal is to whoop your ass. Like, you know, they, they ain't going back, but so it's going to be between them and us. You know what I mean? Ideally, we're both unscathed, but that's why we train. And that's why, that's what I try to remember, you know, being jacked, being strong as fuck, all that stuff, having a fast fan time, whatever it may be, is a bonus. It's definitely fun to talk about with your boys and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, that's that's why you're doing it and if you can help or if you can remember that then you're good because I, I have a friend he's like fuck walker you get stronger as you go it's like because as i'm getting as i'm getting tired I, that's when i remember that shit uh at the at the um what what i heard from a friend of mine is at the gym at the uh, santa cruz county sheriff they have a picture up on the wall of a police officer who was recently killed in an ambush they called the police officers there claiming that to the to a house claiming that there was something going on and there, that wasn't going on, and the police officers rolled up on it, and they shot and killed the guy who first showed up on the scene. And they got this guy's picture up on the wall, and my friend says that any time he remotely starts to get tired, he looks up at that picture. And yep. he just remembers, like, okay, it, like, this can't, this, we have to. And, and, and to speak to your point, Greg Amundsen was the fittest man in the world for sure at some point. You know, yeah. 2006 before the CrossFit Games. And is, he, is he, he got... Is he, is he standards? What fucking standards? Is that him? Uh, like, you know, on, on that every second counts. Was that him? That's it? Oh, no, no. This, that's Greg Amundsen right there. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, that's a dope ass picture too. And he looks like, he looks like, a, oh, look, look at that picture at the, at the, um, uh, look at, look at the one with the top of his back. I mean, he is a fucking cannonball. He's built like, um, Yoel Romero. Yeah. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, for and those they of you who know the UFC, run yeah, runners for show, back is for dough. And he said it was fucking pointless. He said it was like all his fitness did was made it that it took longer for the guy to beat him up. <laughs> it's it, it's a it's important to have that element of just e even the most basic of experience to where you're like, okay, what what can I do? Just have your brain going through what's going to happen next because like 
there, there was a scenario where somebody who uh, we found out had a gun in their backpack. Like they were, they were some bad people, you know what I mean? And they, they had made their way over to our jurisdiction and they were running through a, a shopping mall. Two of our officers, two of our officers saw them about right here. They recognized them from a track flyer. He saw them and took off like this. Well, little did he know I was in the, in the shopping mall patrolling, patrolling their movement. And I didn't, I didn't even know quite frankly. And so I hear the radio traffic and he runs like this and I hear the radio traffic that he's eastbound. And I'm like, I'm eastbound. And they say, okay, now he's southbound. I'm like, I'm southbound. So then I start looking and I look down the way and then you see a dude running through, it looks like a fucking movie. You see a dude running to a, a lady and shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's my guy. So I tuck in like, I tuck in behind some civilians. You know, I don't, I don't just run, hey, stop, because he starts running towards me. So I tuck in behind some civilians in front of me. And so they're walking and I'm tucked in and he's he's running my way, worried about the officers behind him. So he's like, and then, and then he came. Do you know, you know who Terry Tate, the office linebacker is? You ever heard of that name? Terry yes. Tate, the office. Yes, yes, he, yes. He was like a Super Bowl ad. And yeah. So, yes, yeah. Yes. 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 So I, I I got him with the Terry Tate. He, he, he even see it. But then once once that happened, because he uh, I got him and my partners, my partners were still chasing. They came and that was when that's when you slowed things down. I was like, all right, hey, hey, hey. I got his arm because I, I I crucifixed his arm out. I was like, get his legs, get his legs, settle down. It's cool because he was laying on his backpack and his backpack's where we thought the gun was. So. If you're thinking, oh my God, gun, yeah, that's right. You need to get shit done quick. But we gotta get let's get it done swiftly, you know, steady. Steady is smooth, smooth is fast. And so then boom. Okay. Now what? Okay, let's control his legs. Okay, we're not moving from this position. We got him right where we want him. Not moving from this position until we're controlling it. Okay, let's get him over. Okay, figure for his legs. Keep your hand on keep your hand on the backpack. Boom. And then got it out. But, uh, did you find the video, Officer Terry Tate? Yeah, you want me to play it? Sure. Let's see. Let's let's <laughs> let, let's see this. I think I remember. There's a whole series of these, right? Oh yeah, these are these are money. These are gold. Believer in paradigm breaking. Outside the box thinking. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen minutes ago, Mitch. And since no more than seven us. seconds, Caleb. No more than seven seconds. <laughs> That's all I got. Man. <laughs> It's uh, that was that was that was what it was like. That's at least what I thought I'd look like. Um, Blade, when this 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 late, how 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 do you how? And, and I know it's hindsight. How would you like to have seen this go down, um, with this lady? Uh, well, can, can can you play that again, Caleb? Where would you like yes. to have seen the officer do something different? Yeah. So um, we're, we're running back from the beginning, and I'll just say pause and then go. Okay. So right here. Oh, she's, she's on the problem. ground. Yeah, that's what made me think it was like a welfare check. She's probably just laying the da, 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 whatever it may be, you know. Because like this is, I know this is kind of weird to a lot of people. This this ain't that weird to me, right? You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah, it's it, it, it screams she needs help, and there's certain ways I would handle it, but it's not like I ain't seen somebody acting up before. I saw someone so, just naked just last week, uh, 
and I and I kind of live kind a little bit in the, you could even say the country. You know, like my neighbors have peacocks and donkeys and shit. And I saw a man the other day just on the street corner in front of the Starbucks with his uh, pants below his uh, cock and balls and his butt, just like yelling on the street corner. Damn. So with this welfare check, to be honest, right now, I'm not even leaving from behind my door. I'm opening the door, probably posting up. Chicago is a lot bigger than where I work. Where I work, I might not even know the person. Like, right. Like, I'll just use oh, my own. Oh, I, I, I want to talk about that too. My, my friends who are police officers, that's exactly right that we don't realize. When they drive down the street, they're like, okay, I arrested that guy. I pulled that car over yesterday. Oh, that guy ran from me once. I, I could I could address that. He says he just drives down the street and just sees just like his his years of history just everywhere. I've been in that yeah. house before. Those people mm-hmm. have a, a couple that fights a lot. Like they know shit. Yeah, so I'm like Savon, what, what you what you doing naked in the street, bro? What you doing, right. man? Who knows? Maybe he does know, or maybe that's why she, he felt comfortable enough for her to walk up on him. I'm not sure, or he just really didn't want to deal with with the naked woman. Because, like I said, Chicago, that, that's probably a lot of people, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. But this cop, if if he he he's done some things and he he might be five minutes from retirement he just like lord please just let me get up out of here right let's just get this woman out of here so you would have stayed behind your door yeah right now i'm probably still behind my door there's there's no reason like i'm i'm just talking because well he's probably two feet closer to her than he is right now if he were to be behind the door not behind the door and when you're behind the door she, she ain't gonna get in the car (laughs) <laughs> what you gonna do? Pull you out the way, right? Nah, so, so you're you're even eliminating that. So yeah, I'm probably kicking her behind the door. Got me a nice little cover just in case. Now she's obviously not armed, but yeah, behind the door, kicking it, talking. And and when she stands up, that is a form of um, escalating. Oh, right there, now, he it, probably it, it, told her, "Put your hands on the seat." And yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. So he so he's controlling the car. He's like, "All right, hey, go to the front of the car. Put your hands on the car." But then he doesn't address it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even, I, like, right there, he's controlling the call. And she complies. Look at her. Yep. Sh- she complies. But then, due to lack of action, she, she opens the gate and walks back and starts, starts doing stuff. So I actually do like that. Our cars have a push bumper. I would have been like, hey, just go and sit on the push bumper for me. Said. Okay, so she, so when she stands up, that's a form of escalation. The, the entire situation has changed once she stands up. He tells her to put her hands on the car. She feigns to do it, basically, and puts him there for a split second. But then her next move is kind of brilliant, right? From just that female to male just relationship. She puts her hand on him. Mm-hmm. To, she de-escalates him by doing that, right? Yeah, like, yeah, call, call it. Disarmed. Hey, honey. Hey, honey. Yeah, she, she may have disarmed him. Yeah. Hey, don't don't worry. I don't even know what's being said. And, and 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 like we said, her breasts are out, and that's like something that can throw any man off. Yeah. And then here, play a little bit more, Caleb. And then right there, now now there's a wow. Even there, she's got her butt up against the fender, right? She's she's yeah. she seems like she's acquiesced. Okay, I mm-hmm. give up. And so He's right, ta- right there, it's over. Right there, that's a, oh no 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 no. Even even if he goes, so there's a car. Even if he goes, oh, boom. 
slams the door shut, slams the door shut. Exactly. Doesn't hurt her. Doesn't hurt him. Nothing. If he like for the people, oh, he was afraid to do whatever it may be. Nah, right there. Just open palm, hand on the door. Boom. We're not doing that. Then with that hand, boom, you're, you're, you're going in cuffs. What about right there putting his arm around her neck and pulling her back? So I, not, not the worst move. However, oh, this whole, the whole George Floyd thing changed so much. And so the, the neck is lava. You know how the floor is lava? Yeah. Now, if you need to use it, if you need to do something to save your life or legitimately protect human life, then then do what you got to do. But yeah, in a situation like this, the neck, or make it so obvious that you're not around her neck, grab her shoulder to where the elbow might be like kind of down here and pull her back. Personally, her arm is already out and extended. I'd probably get control and be here. Okay. And then go against the car. Matt Burns, I love these perspectives. Thanks, Blade. You're a good dude. Appreciate you, baby. Okay, a couple more seconds, Caleb, or one more second. Okay, so let's let's say that he couldn't do that because he was fiddling with his radio still. It's hard right. to tell with the blur. It, yeah, it he couldn't like shut he the door, and he couldn't grab her arm, and now she's in. Say that again. I said, yeah, because he does have a handheld. See, like my radio is is attached to a to a mic. Yep. And so I'd be able to use my hands freely, but it looks like he's a little more old school and is using a handheld. And so he probably is feeling like, oh, wait, hold on. He probably didn't even have the, didn't want to drop his radio or put it on the car. Or he probably, I think he might have tried to tuck it away if, if you play it a little further. But either way, it looks like he's a little occupied. His attention's being divided. I'd also like to point out that, um, uh, the officers I know, they're they're impeccable in their dress and their appearance and everything. Not only is this guy overweight, and, and I don't mean to be petty, but look at his pants. He hasn't even taken the time to take his pants to, to the seamstress and get that shit so it, f- it fits on him and he presents nicely. He he looks uh he yeah. he, he he looks a little like like he's uh you know one shot of heroin away from being homeless himself. And and that's so we call it command presence, and that that's a factor. I've had actual people tell me so there's one dude i was so he's he's uh hopping he's jumping fences and peeking in the backyard so he hasn't burgled anybody but he's definitely a problem within the neighborhood we respond to the scene we're looking and i find him and i put my car in park and i get out the car and i say hey bro don't do it because he clearly was getting ready to run and he sat his ass back down and we safely arrested him and took him. And on the way to jail, he's like, hey, could I, can I tell you something? Uh, and I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, I, was, I was thinking about running. But then I saw I saw you was in shape and you was black. And I was like, oh, no, he probably fast. <laughs> he, <don't get> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> he has more situational awareness than the lady who walked by in the other video. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so that, that stuff, that stuff does work. And we have another, we have another known runner. My sergeant from like four years ago still owes me a pokeball for this because he had a felony warrant and he always runs. Well, I knew where he stayed. He, he, he was a, he was a uh, homeless dude. I knew where he camped out at and he looked at me. I was like, hey, bro, I'm not the one. Let's just go. 
and and he told me, I, I told him on the on the car ride. I was like, "Hey, I'm glad you didn't run. Thank you for not running. I'm not condoning that." However, I thought you were a runner. Was there a reason that you didn't dip on me? He's like, oh, I, "I probably would have gotten caught." I was like, "Yes." He assessed you. He, he assessed you. And and this and I was probably like 26 too. I, I had time. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I would have been. Yeah, that would have been a bad idea. But that stuff helped. That stuff does work. You you don't you train. So if you do have to get in that situation, you can handle it swiftly. You're not hurt. They're not hurt. And you keep it moving. However, you don't get in so many, you don't know how many fights you don't get in because you're locked in and you're squared away. I, 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 I'm just naming a couple where they verbalized it. But you don't know when you're, you're at a domestic violence call or you're at, you're at a downtown bar fight, whatever it may be. And so, and somebody's thinking about it, and they and then they see you, you know what I mean? You know, got a little vein popping out, veins popping out your forearms. You're you're carrying yourself well. You're you're confident. You're postured well. <laughs> yeah, postured well. Sh- shirt fitting right. You know things like that. Versus, you know, the the opposite. You know, I don't want to. Say any bad things about folks, but you're the opposite. Where you're clearly unhealthy, not lock, clearly, yeah, not locked in, and it's like, damn. Or even, or even after this is this is me just being vain. But afterwards, so our brass, like our supervisors, a lot of them work out, which is why our gym is so dope at work. A lot of them work out and are squared away themselves. And on a use of force, you know, a lot of times brass has to come to the scene, and when you're brass. Gets out of the car, you know, sleeves fitting all tight. They look good in their uniform. The gig line's all straight, you know, haircut looking nice, everything like that. It's just kind of a, it's just a good feeling. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, cool. Squared away. Right. And, and, and everyone on the team's confidence goes up when someone shows up who's there to, um, when, when, <laughs> someone, when someone's there who's competent. That's why I always got my sleeves on my shirt tailored. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh Heidi has a good point. Uh Jim, you should just have tear the sleeves off your shirt. I agree. <laughs> I, I don't know if Blade, you're familiar with Jim, but Jim did oh, yeah. um okay. All right. Everyone that's three that's that's three sixty five Murph. And yeah. now he's doing three sixty five heroes. That boy had taken a day off in two years. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> oh what what's that? Uh there's a meme, it's that beast mode. You mean awake? <laughs> right right <laughs> that's him <laughs> right uh so let's go let's go back to the video um blade i this is the second time i've seen this in a video where an officer goes down around a car that the suspect's in the car and the officer doesn't get up is that because he's so badly injured Do you think he broke his leg or something like if i got knocked down and you were in the car i would start rolling to this to the I, I would do anything i could to get out of the fucking street yeah, like you're on fucking fire. Get out, get out yes. of the line of fire. Get out, I would get out of the way of the car. Yeah, why isn't this guy um, getting up after he gets knocked down? Well, one thing we forget, we, we take it for granted because we keep ourselves squared away. Getting up, especially, so the, considering this dude's weight and his age, yeah, it, it might not be easy. Like he it, might even have trouble putting his shoes on in the morning. His back hurt, his knees hurt. On a good day, his back and knees probably ache. He probably doesn't he, doesn't he can't hinge well 
And then you add the element of he's probably he's concussed, likely, because look, keep it rolling. You're going to see the back of his head is bleeding. Oh, right, right. So he's, he's probably concussed. Right. You know, the, that's honestly a, a reason I, I like to keep Turkish get ups in my game, because getting up off the floor is something that that like a lot of a lot of folks can't do as they get older and older and older. It gets a little bit more, a little bit more inconvenient. Uh, K- Kylie Antone says moving with a duty belt is hard. Is, is the uniform uh, cumbersome? Um, yeah, I catch myself every day. I'll put my hand beneath my taser and my gun and I'll just lift a second, things like that. But I also distribute my gear with them without throughout my vest. And so it's, it's, it's kind of cool for me. All I have on my belt, I have like this little back brace on the back end because I like to be, I want to be preventative. It's not to, it's not because I've been injured, but I just want to stop it from happening. I have a back brace, a gun, and a taser. I think that's all that's on my belt. And the rest is on my, on my vest. Why do you do that? I didn't understand that. Why do you pull it, your belt it, up? It, it, it just takes the pressure off my hips. Oh, right. So like if you're just to give yourself a little reprieve, just like like if when like if you're doing Murph and and like in between transitions, sometimes you'll you'll put your thumbs in your vest and like lift it up a second to give yourself a little while you're doing your squats. Yeah. 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 And so moving with the duty belt definitely would make it make it hard as well. So it's just a it's just a shitty cocktail that this dude's dealing with. I'm actually in shape and find it hard to get up. Kylie Antone. Yeah, probably, probably, and, and concussed. So, like, I personally wouldn't have a hard time getting up, but I don't know. I also didn't just have my head busted up against the back of a of the asphalt. Can, can we see that again, Caleb, and see if when he when he gets thrown backwards as the car's going in reverse? Uh, and, and then I guess, drug. P- pardon me, and drug. Right. So here yeah. he might get. When he his head might okay right there his head may have slapped back and hit the concrete when it's behind that car, very yep. likely, very likely. Then it, and then when he gets drugged, maybe eight to ten feet. And and that door basically rakes him, right? It should that door has to shove. Oh my, yeah. Am yeah, I broken? Right. Broke? He might have a broken ankle. Yeah. So that that one, yeah that that that's a that's a bad day for any, and even the most young spry. Officer versus this OG right here. Hey, did you see the door open so hard that I think it actually hits the fender? Look at this. Wham. Did mm-hmm. you see it bounce back there? Yeah, she, she accelerated through the reverse. You know what I mean? She wasn't reversing at a steady five, six miles per hour. She was accelerating through the reverse. Um, at this, at this point, can we go back to where she gets right when she gets in the car? Is there anything on his belt that he could have used at this point? Like at some point, does he need to like, at what point should he have surrendered? Should he have surrendered the car at some point? Kind of, sooner? kind of just taking his L. Just yeah. Take the L and just- pull the gun out, pull the taser out. Um, I would think, I don't know if he, he, I don't know if he. Uh, wait, wait, how did she have to put it in reverse? I mean, does he see her? Is that is it? Is there a um, a bar on the arm? Yeah, of that, 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 that's how we rock, and it looks like they rock with the Ford Explorers as well. Yeah, that's right, right here. Yeah, so so he got a he um, 
theoretically got a visual and audio cue of her throwing yeah. that thing into reverse. Yeah, as close as he was, he probably heard the. Yeah. Play play a little bit more, Caleb. So. She's she's in the car there. He's pro- he's probably talking to her, right? Mm-hmm. And somewhere in there. Okay. So he's actually still trying to get in the car with her. You see that? Uh, it, it looks like maybe he's trying to reach in and grab the keys, maybe. He's 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 in there. Yeah. And that, that that's that, that was just a situation of in too deep. Like like if you're that close, you hear the gears. And you're I don't know if you're clearing the door. If if you hear the gears and she's going, you gotta kind of reverse pivot. Remember the footwork of the dude from last week, how we talked about his footwork? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're going to have to hit something like that and bail out. But I'll tell you right now, it's unlikely that his brain will hear the clicks and be able to disengage that quick because I want to tell him, Hey bro, it's not, it's not worth that. Get, get out of there. She shouldn't have been there in the first place. Let's deal with it and keep you safe. But when you're, when you're that deep into that situation and your your brain is committed to getting her up out the car, disconnecting like that, plus, 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 it's got to be, it's embarrassing. It's got to be embarrassing. I guess this is happening really fast for him at the time, so the decision-making probably isn't as good as our watching later, for sure, Kylie, for sure. And to finish my thought, it, it, it's got to be just like embarrassing to just the thought of getting your car taken by the welfare check. Because if this is a call on the screen and you go and somebody's in the car, you should be thinking about your own safety. You should be thinking about ways to safely apprehend her and get her help. Ooh. I could. Pepper spray. Yeah, what about pepper spray? So, so he, we, right we've talked about shooting her, tasing her. What about pepper spray? Cause the, now, cause you got to go hands on with her right after, cause she's in your car. Cause she still could. I could. I could get in a car with my eyes closed and drive it. And I'd probably be more dangerous driving a car, pepper sprayed, because uh, like I can't see. But right. then I don't know if you you ever dealt with pepper spray. No. So, but I'd rather get tased. For an entire year, then pepper sprayed once a year. It's bad, and and quite frankly, and I, 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 that would be close for. I'd probably get. I'd rather get tased once every three months, and have to spray and get somebody with pepper spray, and then go hug them and oh. be all up on them because that stuff's it, it's gonna get on you. And it's gonna yeah. get in your eyes, and then y'all, <laughs> y'all just about to both be fucked up, and she probably still gonna get the car. Uh the other thing going through his mind may be the department's policy on shooting into vehicle or vehicles not being weapons. That's a huge deal uh, at my department, shooting into vehicles and no-go. I mean, that vehicle is clearly a weapon. I actually my, my I actually, uh, in my younger days, I testified in a murder trial. I walked up one evening on a kid who had jumped into a car and drove into a crowd of people and killed five people. I actually fil- filmed the entire thing. And uh, it was fucking crazy. 
it was fucking he hit seven people five of them died college kids Uh, cars are no joke about the about the vehicle thing so i was i was i was going through my mind when you pause it and you said holy fuck look look at where he is and look where the car is and if a vehicle's what if she would have turned the steering wheel right right there he'd be dead well yeah and, and so this is a perception thing a lot of times there's a lot of situations where somebody fires into a car and the car wasn't a threat to them. Right. The car was a threat to escape and evade to the, and flee. Or, or to the civilians. Quack a doodle in the car. But, and th- this is one rare scenario where it's like, it almost looked like the car is advancing on him. Just, I don't know if it's because of the angle. Who knows? Maybe his body camera shows that the car wasn't even close. It wasn't even going to go. But at this angle, it's like, uh, right here. It almost looks like, you know, like when you back up to get momentum to charge forward. Yes. Yes. It's like, oh, damn. Yeah. Th- th- this is bad news. But his the poor dude, his head's probably ringing right now. He he probably doesn't even know where he is for a second. Right. His, his, his OODA loop, his, his, his brain pattern was all thrown off. His thought pattern. He's just worried about, oh, my God, this hurts. This hurts. My head is ringing. What's going on? Where am I? Um, my uh, a police officer told me the other day that he was on one of the busiest streets in our town. It's it's um, it's a it's 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 just a street main thoroughfare that takes you straight to the beach. It's three lanes in each direction, and he called in license plate, and it was the guy had a felony warrant, and uh, he turned on his lights, and the guy swerved over three lanes and started running in his car and the officer told me he just turned off his lights he said hey i'm not i'm not i'm not doing that i'm not i'm not putting it was during a rush hour i'm not i'm not putting the public safety i'll see him again later and and then and i said you got do you go to the guy's house he goes yeah then i went to his house but you know you can't just go in because i don't know who's driving the car because i didn't get a visual on him i can't just be go in there and be and just arrest the owner right so, but I, but I thought that part of me was like frustrated that he didn't chase, but then part of me was like, well, in this situation, this guy should have bet me. He had two options. He either needed to slam her right away or he needed to back out of the chase sooner. Right. And, and so in, in a scenario like that, there'll be times where we just put it on the radio. Hey, somebody just, I, I, I lit up a car, this plate, um, they just did a very unsafe vehicle maneuver. If there's another unit in the area, maybe assist me on an area check. And then, yeah, if 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 you're not gonna, if you can't get them, then you'll you'll get them next time. Because that that's good. That's good on that officer. That's good on that officer to uh, safety to have first. That, exactly, have that kind of mindset going on. Because if he would have done that and crashed into a fucking car that was occupied by four, you know, with a, with a toddler. Or something like that. Oh, that would have been, that would have been a bad day. Uh, um, he, I, I was an, another friend of mine went to uh, SWAT training, and um, I guess they have SWAT training in Los Angeles and in Sacramento. Oh, Where, SWAT school. SWAT, SWAT school. school. Yeah. And he was saying that there were there were officers there going through the program that couldn't do a single fucking pull up. And um, he also said that they used to send you home for that stuff, but they don't anymore. 
He says on day they used to, at SWAT school they used to have like a physical <coughs> fitness test, and if on day one you couldn't pass the test, they sent you home. He says it's not. He said it's not like that anymore. He says it's bad. Damn, I know for it's not even a SWAT school team then. Yeah, I, the fuck? I know. Well, because damn. So for for us, when you make SWAT the SWAT team, then you the next goal is to get you into SWAT school. So then, because then you get some certifications there. But even to be on the team, we have a a PT test. Like you you have to do a few. You have to run run a mile in in kit and rifle. Obviously, the rifle's dry and inspected and everything like that. But you have to, you have to run your mile. You have to do, you have to do pull ups. You have to do dips. You have to climb over something. You have to crawl. Like you know, basically, you have to show that you can do something. You even, they even take the heaviest dude. Like it's not a set weight. It's not a dummy. They take you take the heaviest person, and everybody has to drag, drag. This year it was me. They're like, hey, what? How much you weigh? And then boom, you had to drag me, however far. And which which I was a fan of because I'm an actual person. I'm not a 155 pound dummy. And so, dang to go to SWAT school not have, oh, that's number two. <laughs> go to SWAT school and uh, not have a pull up locked in. That's, whew, that's wild. Uh, a, a a police officer just texted me. And said that um, at his first shooting, a guy tried to run him over. Mm. And he fired yeah. into the windshield. Right. And so, yeah, like. And he said, I, he, I, he said he got in trouble for it. That, that, that's, that, that's rough. So I, I don't. I obviously what don't the know. Fuck? The thing yeah. is, is that there's. There, the thing is this. From the civilian side, when 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 my mail lady pulls up to my house, she and, and I meet her at the mailbox. She'll say to me, "Hey, um, can you not have anyone park in front of your mailbox so that when I drive by, I can just drop the mail in?" As a you know, that's the right thing to do. I, I, I full that's a part. I don't be like fuck you, bitch. It's, I can park wherever I want. It's a it's a it's a partnership with these with the civil servants. I, I guess that's what they're called. She works for the government. She's delivering mail to me. She has a fucking job. I, I clearly see she's a seventy-year-old woman. I, no, no problem, ma'am. We, we won't park here. No, no, not a problem at all. So that you can you can go by. When 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 I put my garbage out, my garbage cans have to be distanced one foot apart or two feet apart, and they have to be facing a certain way. So when the garbage and it has to be out by a certain time, and I have that partnership with the garbage man. When, when the people come by and they want to hang the things in my tree to see if we have fruit flies because we live in an agri, uh, you know, the, the agricultural empire here in, in California, I, I let them. I say, yeah, go ahead and hang the, the fly trap up there because they're looking for stuff that could damage crops locally like, and any like those rare, those rare flies that they don't want around. For some reason, people don't want to do the partnership with police officers. They are not giving them the fucking partnership that they deserve. And it's um, it's just it's um, and I granted I didn't think this way when I was eighteen, but I'm fifty now, and it's like it makes complete sense. Like, it's also super convenient to be friends with cops. <laughs> like, <laughs> what yes. what do you mean? What do you mean by that, Caleb? What do you mean? So, uh, or let me see, give my- you one more example for you. You're on the freeway, and there's a fire truck coming, and everyone pulls over to the right. Just fucking just. 
be a good like you have this isn't this is this isn't science this is an ex, a social experiment we're running in the united states of america all we're doing is an, no one's done this before we have right. 7 billion people on the planet we're trying to figure this out do your fucking part go, go ahead caleb Conven- uh, uh, being friends with cops yeah it's just super convenient to be friends with cops like if you ever need any like dmv paperwork or you need like any sort of like you're trying to get a, a gun license or any like they know how to get it. They know how to do the paperwork. They know how to route it. You don't have to fucking go through it multiple times. Like they just, they'll help you with so many different things. Like they're, they're so capable and they know what places not to go in the neighborhoods. Like they know the best restaurants usually like they know the community. So th- they're helping you like, like learn the community essentially. And you bring up another good point. If you are friends with a cop, if you don't know a cop, you're you're making a mistake. Everyone should have a cop, and they should have the cop over to their house for dinner once a month. And that will change your entire perspective and realize they're not cops; they're people. They're just I, they're just they're just people. And so you can t- spin this whole narrative you want about how bad cops are, but get one as a friend. Get go out of your way and make finds. Say that yeah, a relative. Find someone who's a cop and realize. And then as you build that friendship, you'll be like, oh fuck, I hope no one gets. I hope no one hurts Blade today because he's coming over with his kids tomorrow for dinner, and we're gonna watch UFC, and then we're gonna go in the backyard and 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 and, you know and shoot hoops. It's like will change your whole perspective. You won't, you won't be on this weird. Um, I say that with everyone have, hey, you have a strong opinions on what it means to be gay. How many gay friends do you have? You have strong opinions on black people. How many, you have strong opinions on Jews, make a fucking friend, do the fucking experiment. It's your life. Go out and get yeah. one. You can make friends. Be like, Hey, I chose you to be my friend. Cause you're a cop. Can we be friends? And just figure that shit out. <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually, like I tr- I try to slowly put those building blocks in on the streets, you know. Like I my my community, my jurisdiction that I work in, is isn't humongous to the point where it's impossible to know people. Like you can you'll actually see a lot of people that you've dealt with or deal with people multiple times because most of the community squared away. Most of the community handles self polices their their own house, deals with it, keeps their keeps their kids in line don't don't hit their spouse don't steal things like that so then you deal with that with that minority over and over and over and but then you put good building blocks like there's one dude who's god he's always putting his hands on his woman i think she just had a baby always putting his hands on his woman but for whatever reason he took a liking to me called me superman and and we things get a little bit more even kill you know because he you i got you got to stay ready because the one time that I go in and compromise officer safety, that's the, that's the time I'll get got. However, I do appreciate those other hundred times where things go smoothly just because, you know, developed a decent rapport and I kind of humanized myself. Because the, the new new wave of police officers is getting, I don't, I, I want to say getting better, but I wasn't a part of the old wave of police officers. But a lot of a lot of us now are trained to use our mouthpiece a little bit more to disarm people and let them know we're people. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, look, if you punch me in the face hard, that shit would hurt. I'm a person, too. And so let, let's just just try to meet me in the middle here, please. What yeah. do you think about do you think body cam, do you think body cams were a good idea? Do you think we should get rid of those? Um, I actually 
do not. They they could be lame sometimes, you know, and you can't. And quite frankly, like, let's say you wanted to joke with somebody on a scene. You can't even joke with the person on the scene, even if it's in good nature and both you and the suspect understand the joke. So it does it does kind of keep you tight a little bit, you know, booty cheeks all tight. But it's good because there have been there have been scenarios where IAs were completely avoided because, you know, they call what the are sergeant, I, internal affairs. Oh, inter, yeah, internal. Yeah. They, they call the sergeant and complain about something. And then the sergeant reviews the video and like, no, that didn't happen because I'm looking at the video right now. He didn't say this. He didn't do this. And so it's it's um, it's unsubstantiated. Like it's not it's not real. Or somebody filed a claim that I like I lost their thing. But in the body cam, you could clearly like see them set it down and do and do something. And yeah, I, I ended up taking, I ended up hooking her, taking her to jail, but she had like put whatever her wallet or something down at like, at like her house. It's like, no, you just need to check your house again. You know? And right. That was, right. Might, right. Might have so, been she's, so someone says something, Hey, he took, he stole my wallet. And then the whole entire time the ballot cam footage shows you never even interacted with her wallet. Yeah. And w- but where it's not our friend is ill turn. So what was that video that we just watched? 24 seconds, 24 seconds or something like that. With the with the guy, uh, uh, yeah, the, the car, yeah, the original video. It's about a minute. The guy, oh, about a minute. Okay, so it, it turns it turns something like that into a frame by frame nightmare. Ah, uh, like we were yeah. like basically like what we were doing. Exactly, but like we were doing it with perspective. But when you're when when you're in a shooting or you're in a use of force, and your brain is still right here. But then this is happening, so then you need to skip to here. You don't get frame by frame of oh, maybe oh I didn't see that the that cap right because for airsoft guns they look ridiculously real. I don't know the upside of having an airsoft gun that looks exactly like a real gun, or oh it was a cell phone, but you guys were in a dark alley. This person was wanted for freaking assault with a deadly weapon, and the weapon happened to be a gun. Whatever it may be, you're in a use of force, and you're and you fight somebody and you body slam, whatever it may be, you like go frame by, people go frame by frame by frame by frame and go, well, why didn't the officer just? And so that's one part where the body cameras are like, God dang, like this is happening in real life, y'all. I don't get a redo. I don't get a, a to pause in a frame by frame and figure this out. I don't get to analyze this. And so people expect us to be, you know, prime time Steven Seagal and, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work like that you know you know what i'm saying so that that's where body cameras suck but outside of that i don't think they're i don't think they're too bad um i wasn't looking at my airsoft gun but i bought this in wyoming it's not a real gun but it feels it's not a real gun it's just a cap gun but i mean but it weighs five pounds and when i bought this i was with greg glassman i went into some store in jackson hole and he goes that was stupid and i go why and he goes dude why would you buy a gun that looks like a real gun that's going to get you shot that's not a real gun? He's like, if you want a real gun, buy a fucking real gun. If you don't, don't fucking buy a gun that someone's going to see and someone's going to fucking shoot you. And then right then I was like, well, fuck, what am I? I, I was going to give this to my kid. He's like, no, don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> you better paint that thing lime green. Right. Give it to your kid. <laughs> right. right. But not a gun. <laughs> right. Right. My first, uh, well, yeah, my first gun find was actually not a gun. 
but I just remember the excitement. They go, I got, I finally got a gun. But it was just a very realistic uh, CO2 airsoft gun. Uh, Jim says, "It's I shit you not, it's getting so bad that if I pulled you over for going 100 miles an hour in a 55 and you literally just said, hey, sorry, I'd probably thank you and give you a warning. So, so, so speaking of warnings, uh, I'll, I'll touch on that, but I got a rule where it, it's not set in stone, but it's just kind of a fun rule. If on a traffic stop, if you weren't doing something egregious, like where I just, like you weren't DUI or something crazy and you make me laugh. Oh, you good. You get your word. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, so, so some people, and they don't, I don't tell you that rule, but if it's organic and you make me laugh, God, there you got me. All right, go and keep it moving. But a lot of in the climate, especially so my department, I I, I like my department. I feel like I, I feel like they still try to keep a lookout for us and have our back for the most part. Because let's be real, if it really hits the fan, you're get, you're getting hung out to dry. So for the most part, they they got our back. But in a lot of agencies, or quite a few agencies, I don't, they're, they're hesitant. There's haters in the ranks. There's haters in the ranks. Yeah. There's just, just like people say, hey, cops are out to get people. There's people inside the police department who are out to get police. Right. And, and, and they're hesitant to do something. They're like, oh, my God. Okay. If, if I do this, this is going to rain down on me. And you shouldn't be having those thoughts when you're in a fight for your life or a potential fight for your life, or you're trying right. to keep your officer safety, right? You should be worried about where the suspect hands are, how many people are in the car, what, what you're, what you're dealing with, what crime you have. But it seriously is a situation where you just checks and balances. Cause now the people, it, it's like the sexy thing to come at us. You know I mean? They forget, like you said, they, the trendy thing these days. Yeah. We're, we're people, but a lot, a lot of people forget that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, Hell no, F FTP. I mean, fuck the police. Um, there uh, a friend of mine the other day uh, called me and told me this. Um, he got pulled over in Santa Cruz. He he said he ran clearly ran a stop sign. Cop pulled him over. Cop says you ran you ran that stop sign, sir. Can I see your driver's license? And he says as he handed the um driver's license to the cop, he said, "Uh, off, uh officer, that stop sign right there uh identifies as a yield sign." And he said the cop didn't even call in his license. He said, get the fuck out of here. And started. he said he just heard the cop laughing as he walked away. Yeah, see, <laughs> exactly. And see, like, <laughs> see little, little interact, interactions like that. Is genius. Isn't that genius? And my friend's like, dude, okay. I thought for sure that like, I, I was just, just completely fooling around. I deserved the ticket. He said the cop just was like, all right, beat it. And he said, you know. He, the cop was probably so refreshed not to get motherfucked for doing his right. job. Right. Like, yeah, he made him, that follow my rule, made him laugh, keep it moving. But at the same time, it's just it's just refreshing <laughs> not to get motherfucked just on, on a daily. It's like, oh, man, this is nice. This is what people deal with every day. I almost forgot. Blake, can anyone go on a ride along? Any human being? Yeah, except I think you have to be 15. There's actually a kid who I'm going to take out on his 15th birthday. But, and and how does that work? You go so, to so, the police department and, and you just say, hey, could I go on a ride along? Yeah. So you get you get a form and then you submit it. And I do think there's a little bit there's a little bit of a look in because we're not just about to have a, a convicted felon for fucking attempted murder or whatever uh, on a cop. 
right. <laughs> in a ride along. You know what I mean? But uh, there's a little bit of a screening process. I don't think it's too intrusive, but a little bit of a screening that goes on. And then we, yeah, we go from there and we, we ride. I actually, ride along could be kind of uptight sometimes, depending on if the person that you're riding with could, could, you know, could carry a conversation with you. But I actually, I like them. I think, I think they're cool because that might be, to me, when we roll up to something, it's, it's a, my thousandth time doing it that year. But to this person, this person probably never seen a meth pipe in their life. They probably never seen a gun in person. They probably never seen drugs in person. They've never been in a traffic stop and felt the chill of your spine. We don't know who's in the car that just pulled over. And they're watching like right then and there, like, oh my God. I actually tell the person, I'm like, hey, yeah, look. it's something you do 50 times a day. But until you're in the car, you're like, like we see traffic stops on the side of the road all the time, right? You're driving around. But until you're in the car with the cop and they pull someone over and you're like, oh, fuck, he's going to go up to this stranger's car. It's a whole different thing when you're in the car with the cop. And, yeah. And it helps keep you sharp because sometimes I'll talk them through whatever. Okay. So this car, I'm going to stop him for this and I'm going to try to set this up in this. And I'm giving myself a refresher because a, a lot of people that have coached something know that like coaching it help sharpen up your skills if you're doing it for the right reason and you're doing it the right way. And so I'll let them know what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. If this happens, this is what I'm going to try to do, but I'm going to try to do this to prevent that from happening. And then I go about it and I'll, I'll come. I remember one time I came back in and the person was breathing hard. I was like, you good? Like, yeah, I was just a little nervous. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's all, it's all good, baby. What is is there any consensus that um, that you get from the people who do ride alongs, like a perception shift or any feedback you get? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Our our community is pretty squared away. They enjoy us. So during that whole for defund the police thing, we got an overwhelming amount of support. Actually, yeah, we had some intersections blocked for protests and things like that. But no, but what I mean is, is like the people who go ride alongs with you, like, is there like some, the same thing that they say to all of you? Like, oh my God, I didn't realize how scary this is. Or wow, I didn't realize how, like I went on a ride along and I just couldn't believe how fucked up the general public is. Like the stuff that people say to police officers that I saw was insane. Like people who are clearly guilty, no registration on their car, four kids in the backseat without seatbelts and the cop pulls them over and the lady gets out and starts screaming at them. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Yeah. So that, that I just couldn't believe, or I just couldn't believe how rude people were to police officers. Like just on, on, uh, not even on the defensive, on the offensive. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that definitely happens where they're like, wow, I had no idea of this or why did this happen? And then you answer, oh, really? Holy shit, you guys can't do this? Yeah. You guys can't do this? Yeah, that, that's one because a lot, of the, a lot of the same civilians that think, why didn't the officer just do this? If they were presented with that same situation in live time, they would have done the same thing to defend themselves. And right. even, even a ride-along puts you that much closer to it so then you could kind of understand you're actually there in person you you, you see the you see their mannerisms you're fearful because quite frankly the cop is your partner for that day you're right. fearful for your you're fearful for your partner as well then 
So then you feel the little bit of adrenaline, you feel your heightened senses a little bit, and it kind of opens your eyes. Yeah, we've, we've gotten some of that. And it's really cool when you see them in a safe way a year later. And like, hey! you know? <laughs> Why do most people do ride-alongs? People, I, I, we've gotten right alongs because you know if somebody's lateraling over, they kind of just want to get get a vibe of um, how we do things and how how a shift is with us. Some people do right alongs because they just want want to educate themselves on what it's like being a police officer. Um, some people like that they're not all little kid little kids, but like that fifteen year old he wants to become a police officer one day and kind of see what it's like. You know, we'll have. 24 year old or somebody after we've recruited them for entry level position they're like you know yeah could i do a ride along i'd like to see what it's like over there then you show them the department and you take them for a ride and things like that did you do a ride along before you were a police officer i did that's actually why i'm a that's a big reason i'm a police officer a good friend of mine he's a he's a lieutenant right now and i believe he was a newly promoted sergeant when he gave me my ride it it was it was it was pretty cool i was like (laughs) and so it was showtime from there i did a ride along just on my own and then i did a ride along as well a couple ride alongs with the department that i was going into when there were all the riots going on like in 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 portland and in ferguson and they were building in in oakland and they're burning down hundreds of millions of dollars worth of our tax dollars uh stuff i had this I had this idea that anyone who has sent a letter previously to their congressman or city councilman, if you've written a letter to your politician, I'm going to give you a pass on throwing that fucking Molotov cocktail into the federal building. But if you haven't, if that's your first course of action, that we're going to fucking lock you away forever. Like I, I really felt that in my head, like, Oh, you're protesting what what steps have you taken it's like it's like it's like it's like if your kid leaves the refrigerator door open and the first thing you go over to them is just start beating them <laughs> no that that's not the first course of action actually the right. first course of action is to be like explain to them show them the electricity bill be like hey i pay for the electricity and i and then show them the, the food bill and i pay for the food and you left the refrigerator door open and uh the eggs went bad and this is costing us more money to to keep the fridge cold then the second course of action is maybe to make them eat the rotten eggs that, from leaving the door open and then maybe the third course of action is a fucking ass whooping but to just go from you've never ridden along you've never done a ride along with a cop and yet you have all of these fucking opinions about police officers. Uh, I, I I seriously I even remember with this cop we got a call and there was a restaurant that um, that the alarm was going off at. It was early in the morning and we rolled up and the door was open to the restaurant. Someone had gone in the back door and this female f- fucking cop gets out of the fucking car and goes in the restaurant and I'm like, is she fucking nuts? And it, and it was nothing, right? It's and then she came out and it was nothing. She called the owner. They came and closed it. But I was terrified for her. She went in solo. I uh, honestly, I can't remember. Maybe she waited for a backup. But they went in, and I didn't like it. I'm like, why does she have to put her <laughs> life on the line? I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Right. And uh, but but people, you don't think that like you're saying until you're in the car. And you've right. and you've had words with this cop, and you've started to build a relationship with them, and now all of a sudden their life's being put in danger. You won't like it. Did I almost? Te- 
<laughs> it's funny that about you saying that. I almost shot a mannequin clearing a building one time. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's dark. Oh, <laughs> and it was it was like it was a Halloween mannequin looking all big and scary as fuck. <laughs> uh, Olivia Hudson, never go on a ride along with your husband. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I I have a Bob in my garage. Do you know who Bob is? The the, the mannequin that you punch. Oh yeah. And and I and I've had him for two years, and every time I go into the garage at night, he scares the shit out of me. I feel like a little fucking startled. Hey, good, good, because I'm never crazy. used to him. Exactly, and, and keep keep that because if hopefully it never does, but if something does happen, at least your sentence, senses are heightened a little bit to deal with it. Uh, Joy House, I'm in justice studies in college. What a great podcast! I'm in Canada, but what we deal with has crime has similar situations. These careers are hardcore but rewarding. Thank you, Joy. I, I always wonder about Canada too. That if um, if crime has seasons and the kind of crimes, because it's so cold in Canada and places in Canada that if you go outside, like I, I can't remember where I was. Um, not Ontario, not Toronto. I can't remember where I was, but I was somewhere in, in Canada for something, doing some filming, and it was so cold outside that I felt the liquid in my eyeballs starting to freeze. It was negative sixteen. And I felt it kind of getting chunky and crusty in my eyes. And I was like, what the fuck? You, can, you wow. can't be doing – yeah, you can't be doing outdoor cr crimes. Oh, weather 100% affects some stuff. So, like, when I was on training, I, I stopped a car. It was a good stop. I walk up to it, and it – for some reason – you know in movies when it goes from zero to just all that raining? I used to think, oh, that's fake. That don't happen. no. I get out the car and halfway to the car, boom. And so I'm on trans. I'm like, I, I got my jacket. I'm trying to keep my officer safety. I know I got eyes on me and I'm talking to them. I get their license. I get all that. And I walk back to the car. And I'm, I tell them, I'm like, what the fuck was that? And so I, I have to get rid of like the first few tickets um, on the thing because I was outside the door. And they got and then, soaked and they got soaked. So you had to peel them off. Yeah. And so then I finally get to, I finally get to dry. And then. I get out the car, so it, it it had seized a little bit in the time that I was writing the ticket. I was like, "Oh, it looked like it was just fly, like a crazy ass cloud that went by." I bullshit you now. I get out, boom again. I I I literally I put the ticket book down. I walk up to the driver. I go, "I don't know who's got what what kind of God's son you are or whatever like that, <laughs> but you are not supposed to get this ticket." So. Just get out of here and get home safer because they weren't DUI. They weren't, I didn't get those buys from it. it they were just, you know, I, forget, I forgot. I even forgot the violation. Like, I can't think back to it. But I was like, just get out of here. So somebody's looking out for you right now. <laughs> save, save, by, save by the rain. Oh, here we go. Uh, depends on where you are in Canada. I'm in Saskatchewan. Negative 40 has less property crime, but more violent crime. Okay, because people are inside the house when it's negative 40 and uh, probably more negative. domestic violence. I know, right? What? Hell no. Nah. Uh, Blade, thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to having hey, you on again. Since it's fresh in my mind, yes. can I just tell you one last little story? Please, 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 please. So the uh, Miss Lady who said that she was in a justice class or something like that. In Canada, that, uh, yeah. Joy. Yeah, that reminded me. So I'm working, I'm working downtown. I'm working uh, a, a bunch of drunk people, okay? And there's a little tussle that goes on. And so me and my partners, we show up. I think we're three deep. Two of us are right here. And then another one of us is up there. And 
he walks up to somebody and starts talking to him. We cover him, and he does, he arrests the guy. And so he's arresting the guy and walking back to his car. Well, as he's arresting the guy and walking back to his car, the arrestee's friend starts running after them. And so you do not run up behind a police officer, period, let alone when he's just arrested your friend. So me and my partner, we intercept him. Well, what the, what the fuck's wrong with you? We sit him down, we cuff him, we detain him. We're like, hold on, we, we don't know if you were trying to assault our friend. What the hell was going on? So we're talking to him and he goes, <laughs> he goes, officer, I'm a law student. I don't know if you know that. So I suggest that you uncuff me immediately. And I talk to my partner, I go, oh my God, did you hear that? He's a law <laughs> student. The law clearly doesn't apply to him. We should have just let him run up and clock our partner in the back of the head. I am so sorry, sir. And that's that's a fun moment with me because the partner that I was with, he's like one of the most straightforward robotic dudes. He's very smart. Very he could he could tell you penal codes verbatim. How by the written. book guy to the T. Exactly. So he, he I call him Tony Stark. The way he could operate our our computer and things like that. It's uh, and even he laughed. He like laughed on scene. He was trying to stay buttoned up, and he started laughing. He's like, he's like, I don't know how that's relevant to this situation, sir. But yeah, that when when she said the justice thing, it just reminded me of that moment. It made me made me chuckle. The, and and on that note, that's another thing. Uh, just just common sense. Uh, d- don't walk. Don't walk. There's no need to walk too close to police officers. There's no reason to ever walk behind them. Be patient. Be smart. They just want to keep their eyes on everyone. Don't just just be have some situational awareness. You know, you're in a tight quarters or there's police officers somewhere. You don't need to walk so close to them that you fucking touch them. You don't ever need to be behind them. Just do your part. It's not um, it's not it's not hard. They're just guys out there just having, you know, trying to do their job. It's just like I always feel that way about Uber drivers and taxi drivers. They're working. Right. Let them go. The guy has in, in his Uber. He's, he, he missed the turn. He's trying to get in. Put on your – I mean you're going to fucking soccer practice <clears> with your kids. Slow down and let the guy cut in front of you and, and don't flip. He's working. He's, he's just, just do your part. Just be civil. All right, guys. Uh, thank you, everyone. Blade, you the man. And yeah. um, uh, I'll be looking for that next video to have you on again soon. Right on, man. Until next time. All right, brother. Bye. 90 minutes. I fucking love it. Yeah, stay That's out of their it. way. Yeah, just stay out of their way. They're the bees. They're moving pollen around. You don't go over like that. You have a bush at your house once a year. It fills with bees. It's fine. They, you and the kids stay away from that bush during that time of the year. It's not. You don't get rid of the bush. The bees just do their shit. Stay out of their way. Oh, Emma Carey tonight. I'm I'm really excited to talk to her. Always been a fan. Uh, I, I think she won the CrossFit Games as a child. As a little kiddo. Yeah, and I think she's like uh, le- legally a woman now. I think she's a uh, 18 year old. And uh, we didn't get to see her compete last year at the games because I think just prior to Wadapalooza, she had an injury. Um, great promise. I I, th- I think you can throw her in that camp with the. Um, Olivia Kerstetter's like in, in Emma Lawson's. Well, I guess there's three camps, right? There's Mal O'Brien, who's the young and who's just clearly killing it, and Haley Adams. Then there's the then there's the next camp. Holy shit, Emma Lawson showed up on the scene. And uh 
and 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 now and now we're going to get this year we're going to get Emma Carey and Olivia Kerstetter and that women's division is absolutely insane. I'm excited. I've never interviewed her before. Um I do DM, I don't know if it's with her dad or her mom, I don't know, but just a great family. And uh if you want to see me on my best behavior, that'll be um that'll be tonight. Uh by the way, yesterday my eyes from that podcast we did with Kim my eyes were yeah. burning for like four hours because I cried so much. Like I could not fucking yeah. like, my, they were like this, they were like this all day for the four hours. My wife's like, what happened to you? I'm like podcast. Severe allergic reaction. Yeah. Dangers, <laughs> dangers of the job. Oh yeah. Spiegel. Right. Thanks. Thanks. Um, oh, I think rogue last year hurt her. Okay. Okay. And then, and then, and then, but was she signed up for Wadapalooza or that's where, maybe that's where I was just like, maybe disappointed that we didn't get to see her compete. Uh, Sevon, you're a master of your craft, but I give you 10% chance of success tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be good. It'll be good. I Go back and watch the podcast with Olivia. He did great. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. Um, it, the, the one squirrely part is, um, I do want to ask her about her relationship with Daniel Brandon over there and the Daniel Brandon energy and the podcast with Danielle, the most recent one was it's more aggressive. Danielle's significantly more aggressive than I am. I mean, she, if, if you were to, um, if, if Danielle and I were both in the room together, she'd be the alpha male. <laughs> so I, I don't want to judge her for her aggressiveness, but, um, I do want to ask Emma about it, but I don't also don't want to put her on the spot. I'm not trying to create some, any weirdness or beef between them. So I'm not sure how I'm going to handle that. Let me see who we have tomorrow, tomorrow morning, Monday morning. Oh, Jack Farlow, Emma Lawson's uh, boyfriend. That's mm. going to be cool. The, nice. the, the super strong kid. Yeah. The kid's a beast. And he'll be at Rogue also. Then on Tuesday, uh, for 15 minutes, we'll have Jared uh, Graybeal on, the founder of Zelos Games, and and that'll be cool. Um, and then, and then he's just on for 15 minutes, so we can kind of promote Zello Games, talk about it, talk about the qualifier, and then someone's supposed to come on after him. And I believe it's Ariel Lowen, but I don't see her on the schedule yet. And then later on in the afternoon, we have Nick Matthew on. I've never interviewed him before. I'm pretty excited about that. Then on Wednesday, listen, guys, there is an author named Chris Wark. K, uh, K, C H R I S W A R K, Chris Wark. And he um, has a website called Chris Beat Cancer. And he has a book called Chris Beat Cancer that I'm reading right now. Yeah, that's him. And it's a blue book and it's uh you can get it it was written in 2018 and it was um uh it's on Audible. Oh, he has a bunch of books. It this this story is crazy. This is going to be a fun podcast right up my alley. So that's on Wednesday the 26th. Um then on the 27th we have the uh Rogue uh pre-show Oh, oh shit! It's not on the schedule. Oh no, sorry. On Wednesday night, so on Wednesday night we have a show with um, Taylor Self and J.R. Howell 
It's the Rogue Programming Show. We're betting by then that Rogue will have released the workouts so that we can dissect them. They added an the, extra day too. So that'll be I'm, interesting. Say that again. They added an extra day too, so that'll be interesting. Yes, Thursday. And then on the 27th, we have uh, two Rogue shows. I am doing everything I can to get a special guest to come on with me every evening of Rogue. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I cannot tell you who that special guest is, but you guys can probably figure it out. Then on the Friday, the 28th, we'll be covering the Rogue Invitational all day. The 29th, the Rogue, uh, Saturday, Rogue Invitational all day. Sunday, the Rogue Invitational all day. Oh, it says I have to clean my um, washing machine on Sunday. I have that on my schedule. All right. I don't know if that'll get done. <sighs> I'm too big time to have to clean my own washing machine. Yeah. Yeah. For that. It's actually, I just have a pod. It's a cleaning pod, and I just throw it in there. (laughs) It probably doesn't do shit. It's probably just a scam to have me buy more shit. It's more descaler. Yes. Uh, Caleb, when are you coming home? Fucking never. (laughs) All right, cool. All right. Uh, Caleb will never be home. Uh, If you're wondering what negative 40 is, Sevon, your testicles become tonsils. Wow. They go up that high? Wow. Holy cow. Just shrivel up in the fucking. Uh, the, the, but the last live call-in show I did, uh, Matt Souza doesn't usually uh, give me harsh feedback, but he gave me feedback saying that it was pretty intense. I, he didn't use the word negative, but he said it was pretty intense. So the next live call-in show, I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm making sure that I'm putting way more comedy in it. And if I rubbed anyone, if I, if I made it, maybe he said depressing, but I don't want people to be depressed. I want people to have fun. All right. Uh, Fifth boosters are now available in the city of Los Angeles. Those of you who don't have your fifth booster, run out and get it today. Uh, Only 7% of Los Angeles has received the fifth booster, and uh, I'm very concerned. I also know 